The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? Serving it up to you live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan. There's no Nate Geary, but this is Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F words. That's right, food and football. The third one's Flipper, right? Like, we all love Flipper. Everyone loves Flipper. And, you know, the Bills just play the Dolphins. Side note, can we all just acknowledge that flipper is just aquatic lassie. Can we just go ahead and just acknowledge this? I feel like we as a society need to move past the idea that flipper is anything aside from just aquatic lassie. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just more of the thing that you already like. I feel like it's important for us as a society, as a television watching and appreciating society to just go ahead and move on with that. Mr. Geary is one of many Buffalonians who is affected by a recent loss of power. So he will not be joining us this evening. We will keep him in our thoughts and prayers as he tries to stay warm, but he will not be joining us today. So it's going to be a little quicker because the one who talks more, which would be Nate, is not here. And... You already heard a lot of what I had to say about stuff earlier this week when you listened to the Bruce exclusive. Andy Anderson says, what if I don't like Flipper or Lassie? Well, I got to be honest. You're probably a bad person. I mean, who doesn't like Lassie? What kind of crazy person doesn't like Lassie? Andy, we're going to have words, my friend. It's Lassie. Lassie is the origination of the idea that dogs are better than people. He's the OG 
dogs are better than people. Castellan says, Mr. Ed, yes, horses, better than people. Absolutely. 100%. We are going to talk about some stuff today. We're going to talk about some stuff. And I'll level with you. I was kind of excited for this episode of Food for Thought because I have some really good food metaphors. And I need someone to sit here and tell me how good my food metaphors are. Let's be honest. That's what Fridays are for. Fridays are for you coming up with the deepest and most layered food metaphors possible and having someone tell you that they're good. And without that validation, I don't know how my vacation is going to be good. How is my vacation going to be without validation? It needs to be a validation vacation, but it can't be because Nate's not here. And we all know Nate doesn't listen to the show when he's not here. So he's not going to be here. He's not going to listen to me telling him that I need him to tell me how good my food takes are. But we move on. We absolutely move on. Matt says, we got your back, Bruce. Autumn says, Bruce's food metaphors are the best. Andy chimes in, says the live chat will tell you they're good, Bruce. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. As a reminder, hit all the engagement buttons for me. It's even more important that you hit the engagement buttons this time because I'm flying solo. So like, subscribe, rate, review. Buffalo Rumblings is putting out some awesome stuff. I'm not talking about our show because our show's weird, but awesome stuff. I mean, if you haven't listened to Three Man Rush, you know, the After the Snap pod with Blake and Reed Ferguson is now part of the Buffalo Rumblings network. Like they're doing some awesome stuff. I'm not, I, I don't do anything. I just sit here and, and, you know, churn out a mediocre live cast every week, but the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network is doing some awesome stuff. So make sure you're, sub- you're subscribed and any super chat greater than $10. Make sure you follow at Genesee brewery on Twitter and DM at Nate Geary sports proof of the super chat and the Genesee follow. He will send you a pint glass. Everything that I just said that Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network is doing is presented by Picasso's Pizza, which is going to come into play later. So that's important. But for now, make sure you treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping locally and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I hope you're all staying warm. And maybe Genesee is a part of that. I blew up the logo of Genesee really big right in the middle of the screen. Because nobody wants to see my face. (laughs) Get it? Because everybody tries to see my face because they don't know what I look like. It's funny. But since 1878, Genesee has poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint can and bottle of their beer. And that's why Food for Thought is proudly presented by them. Because they make no sacrifices when it comes to their beer. Brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently great drinking experience. Look for Genesee beer, Genesee light, cream ale, specialty lines, we got Ruby Red Kolsch, Oktoberfest, Genesee Brewery, Rochester, New York. You know, we're probably not going to be able to do the Food for Thought drinking game. It's not going to be a long enough episode, and I don't have Nate here, who is responsible for the vast majority of the Food for Thought drinking game. I will say this. If you're listening, you're going to take one drink right now. Because if you really want to get under Nate's skin, you can tell him he doesn't actually have a power outage. He just doesn't want to show up because I beat him in the fantasy football playoffs again. So that's the reason why he didn't show up is because I beat him last week. So, you know, it's a thing. 
It's a thing. But now I get to play Del Reed. And Del Reed also has a rivalry with everyone has a rivalry with Bruce. Everyone wants Bruce to lose. Everyone wants the king to fall. But it's okay. Because I've got some awesome food metaphors, and I'm so excited to share them with you. And I hope you will join me in the comment section. First thing we're going to talk about is not just fast food. We're going to talk about the fastest food. Just the fastest food. Because the reason why we want to talk about it is because the Buffalo Bills are going to face who is currently one of the best and most effective rushing quarterbacks in football this year, and that's Justin Fields. On pace to break Lamar Jackson's single-season quarterback rushing record. Justin Fields scrambling is a meaningful, meaningful, and scary thing. So, we're not just going to talk about fast food. We're going to talk about the fastest food. And I want you to take this as literally as humanly possible. Just as soon as I say, fastest food, what comes to your mind? And I'm going to tell you what came to my mind. There is a restaurant in Sykeston, Missouri called Lambert's Cafe. Lambert's Cafe is fairly well-known. It is known regionally. It gets a little bit of pub nationally. And it is the home of the throwed roll. Yes, you heard that correctly. Home of the throwed roll. Like throw it. Like you take a roll and you toss it with your hands. It is the home of the throwed roll because that is the method by which they deliver rolls to your table you throw your hand up and a dude will throw a piece of bread across the restaurant at you by definition i think that's one of the fastest food i mean if we were clocking it you know it might be you know 20 25 miles an hour if somebody puts some heat on this throw roll that could clearly be the fastest food, right? So when I said fastest food out loud, you might have been thinking food preparation. But technically, if you really want to get to it, fastest food could be anything you think about. One of the other things I thought about, who was constantly trying to get the fastest food? How about Roadrunner? <laughs> Somewhere there's a coyote with an Acme device that blows up in his face. And he's thinking, that's the fastest food. Karen says, he's leaving a bread trail. Literally, I'm leaving a bread trail. FBI stands for finding Bruce immediately. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The FBI is trying to do it. But the restaurant's in Missouri. All you know is that at one point I have been to Missouri. That's it. So when I think about fastest food, I think about the throw roll. But other people might think about different. Castellan says that there's a restaurant in Houston like that too. The Potato Patch. And yes, they spell it P-O-T-A-T-O-E. The Potato Patch. Ralph Wilson makes a nice little joke. This is not going to get there fast if Tua throws it. But don't. So the fastest food for me is going to be that. We're going to move on. And we're going to make another food metaphor. If the upcoming Bills-Bears game was a food... What kind of food would it be? Hit me with yours in the comment. But I've got, I've got something here I want to kind of go ahead and throw out to you. Do you remember when I said that we were going to talk about Picasso's pizza? 
and we were going to have a meaningful discussion about Picasso's Pizza later. I said, oh, it's going to come up later. Now it's coming up right here. Bill's Bill's Bears is Picasso's Pizza that has been shipped to you. Why? Why is it Picasso's Pizza that's been shipped to you? Because your expectations are high. I know this because you wouldn't be willing to pay the money to have it shipped to you if you didn't have high expectations. You would just go around the corner and get Domino's. One of my favorite hilarious lines that my wife and I are always sharing back and forth is there's an episode of King of Queens where Arthur is saying that he wants to get a pizza from a local joint. Oh, a nice local joint. He says, Domino's. (laughs) A nice local joint, Domino's. And so... You could go around the corner and get Domino's if you wanted to, but you didn't. You had Picasso's mailed to you. And when you had Picasso's mailed to you, it's frozen. So your expectations are high, but it's still frozen. Why does that matter? Because frozen institutes and injects a level of variance into the preparation of the pizza. Because now you have to thaw it and now you have to cook it which means you have introduced a level of variance into how good that pizza is going to be. Yes, it's a great pizza. We all know it's a great pizza. My wife will tell you that Picasso's pizza is the best pizza she's ever had. But now it's not as much as just having them prepare it correctly. Now you have to prepare it correctly, which means if there was a 99% chance of it being great, now there's a 96% chance, 94% chance of being great because you could screw up the cook, right? You could totally do it. What do you think is a greater option, a greater possibility? You screwing up the cook of the pizza or Picasso's screwing up the cook of the pizza? I think it's you. Human error. So our expectations are high, but because it's frozen, there's still some variability. Just like Bill's Bears. If this was played on a neutral field that's in a dome, you'd probably feel a lot more comfortable about this game because the Bears are objectively not as good of a team in 2022 than the Buffalo Bills. But it being frozen introduces variance into the equation. Come on. I mean, that's a pretty good metaphor. If Nate was here, he would go, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Yeah, that's what he would say. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thomas DeLau in the comment section right there. Host of Buffalo Late Night. Make sure you check it out. Also, this is important. Real quick. After the Bills games are over, hop over to the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network because Thomas does a post-game call-in show that you can literally just click on the link and jump in and give your opinions. It's really cool. So do that. He says, the Bills Bears is an upside-down fruitcake. You know it's coming, but it's not going to be enjoyable. So I'm not a fruitcake guy overall. Some of you may have seen 
some of you may have seen that last weekend I posted a picture of rum that I was going to mix with fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew because I'm I'm weird like that. So I did it. And I got to be honest, it wasn't great, but I think it was a well-represented version, well-represented version of what a fruitcake would taste like. Andy Anderson says, Bills versus Bears is grocery store sushi. I have been 100% craving sushi recently. I had sushi after the Bills-Dolphins game because, of course, I did. And ever since then, like I walked out, and every single day, I think since then, I've told my wife, we need sushi. We we absolutely have to get more sushi. Like I need it in my life. I had spicy tuna, and it was delicious. And later on, I had some crap food, like a... I think I had like a fried, that's fries and a burger or something like that. It was something really heavy and greasy. And I was like, no, I want sushi. Give me my sushi back. So Kevin says, Bills versus Bears is shaved ice. It should be delicious. It'll definitely be cold. But if you're not paying attention, you might get burned. Well, that's good. Kevin, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I enjoyed that one. That's a really good one. Karen understood the assignment. She told me that my, she told me that my uh, metaphor was good. So that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm all the way there. We're going to move along. And we're going to talk about Kyir Elam. You see, gone are the days where I have to go through snaps from two, two games ago and say, I don't know, guys, he's playing well. I don't know what the deal is. Because he actually played a meaningful amount the last time we saw him. And spoiler alert, he played pretty well. But the food simile for today is the current status of Kyir Elam makes me feel like. Well, I'll tell you the answer. The current status of Kyir Elam makes me feel like the first time I had Raisin Cane's chicken fingers. You've probably seen people talk about Raisin Cane's chicken fingers. It's a mostly Midwestern chain. And the first time I ever had it was when I traveled to Columbus, Ohio with my wife to watch an Ohio State football game. And we had Raisin Canes. And I really enjoyed it. I was, I was a big fan. I was like, hey, this is, uh, this is pretty good. Now, it's important to note that Raisin Canes Chicken Fingers, when you say that, you say Raisin Canes Chicken Fingers, not Raisin Canes Chicken. And for those of you who are not well familiar with Raisin Cane's, it's because they only do a couple of things. They do chicken fingers, coleslaw, bread, drink, fries. You can get some cane sauce. You can get some ketchup. But that's it. Just that. It's a very narrow skill set that Raisin Cane's has. Now, they're good at that narrow skill set. But when you see it and you enjoy it, you understand that it's narrow. You you totally get that it's a narrow skill set. You're not expecting to have a burger next time you go. You're not expecting to have a chicken breast sandwich the next time you go. All you know is you want to see more of it. I wanted it in my area. The first time I had it, we made the trip, Columbus, Ohio. I got done. I said, I want that in my area. I want to see more Raisin Cane's. I don't care how narrow 
what Raising Cane's is does. I don't care. I don't care that they only do chicken fingers. I want to see more of it. That's how I felt. And that's how I feel right now about Kair Elam. I understand that there are going to be zone principle concepts that Kair Elam is not ahead at relative to Dane Jackson. I know that that's true. I know that he was a press man corner coming out of Florida, and I knew that there would be tradition there. But I also know he runs a 4-3. He's got long arms. I also know that he can run with receivers. I also know he's physical at the catch point. I know he's going to get some flags too. I know that there will be growing pains. I am not shying away from the idea that Kyir Elam has a narrow skill set. That doesn't mean I don't want to see more of it. I fully recognize, 100% recognize, that Raising Cane's is a very limited place to eat. It's not like you're going to Cheesecake Factory. You open the menu, you think it's a Bible. You pull it up. It's just an encyclopedia. I'm sorry, is that an encyclopedia? Oh, you have an encyclopedia Britannica. No, I have a Cheesecake Factory menu. That's not what's happening. It's a very narrow skill set right now. But it doesn't have to be broad for me to want to see more of it because it's good. It's good. It's good. Kyrie Elam has played perfectly fine this year. At no point have I watched any of his snaps, and I've watched all of them, and been like, yikes. I don't think I've said yikes a single time. And that right there, in and of itself, is high praise for a first-round rookie cornerback. I haven't said yikes. That's good enough for me. And I fully recognize that he's a narrow skill set, but I still want to see more of it. Which is the same way I felt the first time I had Raising Canes. Yeah, I know that's just chicken fingers, but I still want to see more of it. Do you see what I mean? I had really good ones. I had really good metaphors. And Nate's not here for it. Andy says Columbus is an elite chain restaurant city. Yes, um, it is. Also Nashville, shockingly enough. And I know you might think that's crazy because you might think Nashville, a bunch of you know, elite individual foods. But Nashville is a test market for a lot of different foods. So a lot of things come to Nashville before they go elsewhere. So chains are like testing out theories of, oh, hey, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. A lot of it comes to Nashville as well. So. Thanks, Karen. I appreciate you. Says Bruce hitting out of the park. And he says, Nate is letting us all down. Yes, he is. And he should be embarrassed and ashamed. He should be. But of course, I'm, I'm not going to actually say that out loud. I would never do that because he's currently suffering through very, very cold weather. And I hope he's okay. I texted him. It was like, I was like doing that, that thing where you're like really worried. Like you're like, you're doting on someone you're worried about. I'm like, okay, now do you have family close that you can get to when the, when the roads are okay? He's like, yes, mom. I'm like, okay, you know, are you bundled up? Are you all right? Like, do you have like, you know, candles going? What's what, what's the deal? Like, what's your status? I'm like doing that thing with Nate. I'm getting ready to turn to my wife and going, hey, should we like see if we can like go get him or something? Could you like drive here? Like, is that is that that feasible? Could we make it happen? Like, I'm inches away from like having him come to my house for Christmas because I'm worried about him. <laughs> I want him to be okay. Yeah, I pulled one of those things. It was a. Uh, it was a thing for sure. So 
we've got winners and losers to get to. And then we'll get out of here. It'll be a you know 25-minute live show or something like that. Winners and losers this week is super boring. I'm not going to lie. And I think the thing that everyone's going to think about winners and losers is because you saw so much of the juxtaposition when you watched Thursday Night Football. The winner's Trevor Lawrence. The loser's Zach Wilson. What I said before the year when it came to the Jets and Zach Wilson is that they have isolated the variable with Zach Wilson. They've gotten him what he needs. They went out and got Garrett Wilson. They went out and got Brees Hall. They already had Elijah Moore. They already had Michael Carter. The offensive line is good enough. They isolated the variable. They know that Zach Wilson, if he fails with this set of offensive coaches and offensive skill position players and offensive line, that it's probably Zach Wilson. And now you've gotten a chance to see multiple other Jets quarterbacks run the same offense with the same receivers and the same offensive line with much, much better results. The variable's been isolated. If you hold everything else together and you change one thing, you've isolated the variable. And that's what they did. They isolated the variable, and Zach Wilson is not it. I think the days of Zach Wilson as a preferred starting quarterback in the NFL are over. And then you're two-thirds of the way through year two. I think it's over. Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, the Jaguars set a record this offseason for most guaranteed money ever spent by one organization in a single offseason in NFL history. And some of that was drastically overpaying. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. And all of a sudden, those players are having career years. All of a sudden, Christian Kirk looks like not a number three. He looks like a solid number two. And all of a sudden, 19 million doesn't seem so bad for a solid number two. When Gabe Davis gets paid, it might be 15, 16, 17 million. All of a sudden, Evan Ingram's having a career year. Zay Jones is having a career year. You got him good enough talent. Travis Etienne has been playing well. They felt so good about it, they traded away James Robinson. You know, and think about the Bills. When they went out in one offseason, they got Mitch Morse. They got John Brown. They got Cole Beasley. Did they overpay for those players? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. But is that very different than what the Jaguars did? They had to get players around their quarterback. You have to know if he's the guy. And you're not going to know that if you have all these other pieces around that you're not sure about. You need to have constants to isolate a variable. You have to have constants to do that. Because if everything's variable, then you don't know which lever you're pulling is having what effect on what. You know you're pulling a lever and you know it's changing, but you don't know which thing is changing. Autumn is in the comments. Says, as a scientist, I love isolating variables. Autumn, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it changed, but I don't know why it changed. Yeah, we're playing worse, but I don't know why we're playing worse. Because I didn't isolate the variable. 
Is the quarterback or do the receiver stink? Find you receivers you know don't stink so you can know if the quarterback stinks or not. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are two sides of the same coin. One and two overall that year. Both organizations did their best to isolate the variable. One of them proved that he can do it. The other one proved he can't. Karen says over under on Josh leaps tomorrow. Andy sets it at over under two and a half. I'm taking under. I know we, we love the leaps and everything, but I mean, really only does it like once or twice a season. So I'm, I'm taking the under now, of course, you know, Andy's probably going to take the over. Cause if you know anything about Andy, you know, that's kind of the way he rolls. He'll say, you know, six leaps tomorrow. He'll say he'll leap six guys. Actually. Josh Allen will leap from the 10 and then leap over half the defense to get in. That sounds about right. Winners and losers, we did it. I told you, 25, 26-minute live show. That's it. We're done. It's over. We did all the things. We talked about all the stuff. It was a concise live show. It was a really concise live show. I hope it was a fun live show. I feel like my food metaphors did not go to waste because of the comment section being so awesome. Special shout out to Karen telling me how good my food metaphors were. I appreciate that. Karen, you are going to single-handedly change the way people view the name Karen by yourself. Before too long, people are going to say, Karen, yeah, Karen, she's awesome. They're not going to be like, Karen, oh, you you use it as a derogatory term. No, sir. Single-handedly saving Honor of the name Karen. If you think about it, make sure you keep my co-host in your thoughts and prayers as he is currently in a 50-degree house and dropping. So just, you know, keep it keep it in front of mind for you. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. I hope it gets your Christmas weekend off to a good start. And I hope you take a second to listen to me tell you this. Christmas season is almost gone. It's almost over. So tomorrow's Christmas Eve. You might be listening to this on Christmas Eve. And you might think tomorrow's Christmas. And I just want to let you know that this year, I didn't have to ask for awesome listeners. I didn't have to ask for awesome fans of the show. And awesome fans of the Bruce Exclusive too. Because I already have you. Thank you for everything you've done. I hope you and your loved ones have an awesome Christmas. I hope that it's a time of great reflection for you. I hope that you are able to have meaningful fellowship with the people that you care about. I hope that it brings you perspective and wisdom this holiday season. And I hope that we're all better when we come out the other side. Because sometimes when the Presents are opened and you're sitting there like the mom and dad from a Christmas carol at the very end of the movie. They're sitting there and they're enjoying their moment together. Sometimes that's when all the reflection comes around. Sometimes that's when you start to think about all the stuff and you start to get introspective. Sometimes that's when we can grow a little bit. I hope it happens for me and my wife. I hope it happens for you guys. I hope you find joy. I hope you find peace. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you from me. 
This will be the last time we speak. Until then, I love you all, and I hope you didn't leave hungry.